All right, welcome back everyone to the Blaze Experience. You are joining us for episode number 25. And with episode 25 today, we are here to talk some more Vermintide 2. It's been a little while since we talked Vermintide 2. It was back in episode 19, I believe. And we had Monty come on. We kind of went over the basics of that. And we do have Monty back here to talk some more Vermintide. So welcome back, Monty. Hello. Yeah, we're back. More Vermintide. We are, for sure. (laughs) And since this is a second episode for Vermintide, we are going to get into a topic in depth. We're actually going to do sort of a character profile on Marcus Kruber. But just a couple of quick notes about the podcast before we get into that. I just want to let everyone know that this episode is going to drop on a Wednesday. So starting the next day on the Thursday, I will kind of be away a little bit from Thursday to Sunday. And basically, Mani and uh, Ted, who are my mods in the Discord, they will kind of be around if anyone has any questions. But I'll try to drop in, you know, occasionally when I can, but I won't be available for that weekend pretty much. But it won't affect any content. Um, The State of Decay episode will still drop on a Saturday. I'm just recording it earlier in the week and editing earlier in the week. So basically, I'm just preparing it earlier, but it won't affect any content and I'm doing two streams in the week still. I'm just doing them on Monday and Tuesday instead of a Friday stream. So basically, I just moved everything up and we will still have all the same coverage. But that being said, we are here to talk about Marcus Kruber and we're dedicating an episode to him. And if you do like this episode, then let us know because we can do other character profiles on other characters and kind of like let you know how to play them. So that's kind of what we're here to do today is try to let you know how to play Marcus Kruber and what he's good at and what he's not as good at and kind of his strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So Marcus, <laughs> um, well, he's, he's obviously, if, if you play the game, you know, he's, he's the starting sort of character in the prologue. You, you jump in as him as it introduces you to the story. Um, and you're going to be starting out as sort of the first of his three classes, which is the mercenary class. And uh, um, sort of the, the mercenaries, it's, it's sort of one of his more DPS-focused sort of branches, I guess you could say. I'm not really and sure. And real for quick, word. for anyone that doesn't know that term, what does that term stand for? Oh, DPS? Yes. Damage per second. So what it means is high output of damage, You'll be doing lots of damage to sort of mobs, um, uh, all sort of that sort of thing. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory how much damage you do in a second. Right. Just some people might not be familiar with the term, so. Yeah. But I did see in your notes, though, you did actually say that you want to use a two-handed weapon with him. Do you want to tell people why and not a one-handed weapon? Sure thing. So we, well, I think we both went off and played a bunch of Marcus in preparation for this. And, you know, I, I already played him a bit anyway. Um, but sort of he has those different weapons that you can use across all of the different sort of types of him, like sort of like all the other classes do. And sort of he has sort of two-handed weapons or sort of one-handed in a shield. Now, one-handed in the shield sort of works amazingly with his last spec, which we'll get into sort of later on. Um, but with the first spec, which is DPS, sort of it, it just ends up a bit lackluster. So sort of whilst it's fun to run around punching people with shields, it, it it just doesn't quite fit the build of sort of that class. Whereas sort of the bigger sort of two-handed weapons, the halberds, 
the long swords, the executioner swords, those sort of really play in well with sort of the abilities that he gives you uh, and his passive ability as well, which uh, his the, the one-handed sword and shield just doesn't sort of fit with. Right, because with him, you're kind of trying to do crowd control more and crowd control is better done with the two-handed weapon. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 first sort of version of that we're talking about is absolutely your crowd control sort of you you've got these big two-handed weapons and you've got big sweeping weapons um sort of you you should be hitting at least three people in a swing which plays into his passive where if you hit multiple people in a swing then you have faster attack speeds for 6 seconds which sort of is really useful cuz you know the the two-handed weapons they're they're much slower than the one-handed weapon but with this attack speed boost you're going to you not only have the higher damage of them, but you're going to have a higher attack speed, so you're getting closer to the one-handed attack speed, so you're just generally doing a lot more damage. Right, and just real quick to make sure everyone's clear on this, we are mentioning his mercenary class, so uh, just to mention the full passive abilities of that, his passive abilities for mercenary are attacks cleave through more enemies, like you were saying, he's got increased critical strike chance, and he has hitting three enemies in one swing grants 10% increased attack speed for six seconds. So those are his passive abilities. Yeah. And then his career skill, that is Marcus grants nearby party members a boost of temporary health and staggers nearby enemies. Yeah. The career skill, I've, I found that this one generates quite quickly. So even if you've just got a large crowd or something, that it's useful to just pop it. Or if you're low health or stuck in a corner or something. Uh, it's useful to just pop it because you know you get that health boost and you stun everything around you which gives you the chance to sort of get out of a tight situation like I know I had one one point with myself where I was with my party and three people were down I was the last one there um, and I was surrounded by people beating on me I popped sort of my career skill and this gave me the health boost stunned all of them so I managed to kill all of them and get all my team up Right, and another situation I could see using it in too is you're going to try and be the crowd control person where you're going to take a lot of the damage on the front lines with him, but if it, the enemies actually get behind your front lines, that's probably a good situation to use it because some of the people in your party might not be equipped to take a lot of damage, so if yeah. people get behind your front lines, then you can use this to help them out. Yeah, no, it's sort of, and, and sort of this also works quite well with if you're fighting things like bile trolls, sort of rat ogres, all of them, because if they're about to sort of kill half your team, you can just pop this stun and it stops them and it gives everyone a chance to get back from them, sort of all of that. Um, I'm not sure if it stops Chaos Spawn from sort of, if it, if it makes them drop your teammate if they're about to bite them and heal, sort of, I would imagine it would, which would sort of obviously save your teammate stop that from healing so that's sort of other situations where it's really useful as well right definitely yeah um, it's more of like a kind of emergency situation i would say it's like your career skill for him is you know oh we're in a bad spot let me use this yeah um one quick thing i'd like to touch on sort of against bosses is the executioner sword which you can get as him i'm not sure if you ended up using it but i ended up playing with it a lot i didn't use that one now so it's a big, heavy two-handed sword, which is a lot slower. So, sort of, it's not as great at crowd control, but fighting bosses, it can really rip through them. Like I found Bile Trolls a breeze with this thing because, sort of, every hit with it, you will see a noticeable 
sort of decrease in its in its health. Whereas sort of with other weapons, sort of you're hacking at it for a while. This you're going to take a chunk out with every swing. Um, and I ended up facing the Act Two boss with it as well, and that 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 guy was down sort of so quickly because I was just in his face hacking at him with the Executioner Sword and. It just did so much damage against bosses. No, definitely. I can definitely see that because against a boss, it's not going to matter as much that it's slow because a lot of the bosses are a little slower. Yeah. So sort of how and obviously if they if they have sort of a couple of trash near them as well, you're going to get the the pace strike ability, which means you're going to be attacking faster as well. So, you know, this just all adds up along with other talents, you know, with his increased crit chance as well sort of you're just going to be doing lots of damage lots of extra crit damage and sort of do it attacking a lot right yeah because i mean especially against like the bio troll the bio troll is slow as it is so the speed difference there is not going to really affect you and the rat ogre isn't really that fast storm fiend isn't that fast the only one i can kind of see it might not work as well against is the um chaos guy yeah yeah the chaos he's a little bit faster yeah um but sort of it also sort of melts through Chaos Warriors as well. Um, for example, I had one mission where, for some reason, four Chaos Warriors decided to spawn at the same time. Don't ask why that was something the game decided to give us, but it happened. Um, but we somehow managed to hack through them all, and sort of, I think I even got through one of the Chaos Warriors in like three hits or something, just with that sword. So, sort of, it, it can just get through armored units. Yeah, which that's kind of crazy that I can actually get through that many at once. But uh, as I mentioned, the crit chance against the boss sort of that's that being buffed is useful, which talents also plays into. So uh, starting at level five, basically you unlock talents for your for your heroes, and you get a new one every five levels, I believe it is, until level yes, twenty-five. Yeah, every five levels. Yep. Yeah, and sort of. All of these, they give you different buffs, different sort of passive abilities that make you stronger, obviously. And then you, you can pick one out of the three of them. There's always three choices per level you go up. So essentially, if you got to level 25, then you could pick five different talents. And you can kind of like build a character class, you know, around the way you want to play. So just for example, our level five ones for Marcus in his mercenary class, those are ready for action which is increased stamina regeneration by 30 percent and and stay down increases crit chance by five percent and battle scars which increases healing effects by 30 percent so out of these ones which one would you say like you know really piques your interest well i i myself went with and stay down sort of again the crit chance sort of that that's really useful but ready yet for action if if you do if you are using the shield uh, or if you just find yourself sort of blocking a lot, that's also going to be really useful. Um, battle scars I wasn't too sure about. I, I find that generally if I'm using a healing something, sort of anything, it heals me to basically full anyway. So I'm not too sure if the 30% would particularly be useful. It might also apply to his um, career skill as well. So um, it but the, might the, apply to that. The career skill isn't a heal though, it's extra temporary health so i true yes that wouldn't count as a heal so yes i mean battle scars is probably going to be your weakest one out of the three i definitely agree with you that the crit would you know work the best because crit in this game is very important because the more crit you have then the better chance you have of dealing more damage to your enemies 
Yeah. And especially if you're not playing on recruit and you're playing on higher difficulties, then it matters even more so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if battle scars might be useful at higher difficulties when you are taking more damage, sort of that sort of thing. But I just found sort of for myself, I just didn't see much point in it. Yeah, I could see that, actually. Do you want to go over some of the level 10 talents you can get, though? Um, yeah, so sort of the first option you have is the more the merrier. And what this is, is you basically increase your power by 3% for every enemy nearby. And this goes up to five times. Um, and power is basically sort of strength, so sort of how much damage you do. So that. Um, then you have Desperate Defiance, which is reduces damage taken by 25% when below 50% health. And Shrug It Off, which reduces the attack interruption time when taking damage by 35%. Yeah, and I think there's some good options in here. But personally, I would say Desperate Defiance you know, sounds really great to use for him. Because you know, you're going to be taking a lot of the brunt of the attacks. And you're going to be on the front lines with this class. So if you get below 50% health, which is going to happen a lot, then you can actually reduce the damage taken by an extra 25%. So I would say that's a really good one to use for this class. Again, I'll probably go between the top two, sort of, as you said, Desperate Defiance, that's going to be really useful. Uh, again, if you're using a shield, um, that's also going to be more useful there. Um, and then obviously the power, you're at the front line, you're pretty much always going to be have five enemies near you. So you're going to pretty much always have that power bonus. Right, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, shrug it off, just... It's not really one that you're going to want to use for this class, I would say. I mean, yeah. I can't think of any playstyles that it work, you know, too well for. I mean, I suppose it could be useful because if obviously if you're surrounded by a crowd and you're stuck in a corner, then they're just going to keep interrupting your attacks by sort of hitting you. So I suppose it might be useful in those situations. Um, right, but I mean, those situations are so few and far between that it's not really going to be worth using the talent, I would say. And in that situation, you can just use your ability anyway and it gets you out of there. Yeah, exactly. But at level 15 for Marcus, you have Reiklin Reaper, which increases power by 10% when Pace Strike is active. Blade Barrier, which reduces damage taken by 25% when Pace Strike is active. And Strike Together, Pace Strike spreads to nearby allies. So which one would you say is the best out of these? All of those are pretty good, I think. Sort of Pace Strike spreading to allies. Um, all of you are going to be attacking faster for the next 6 seconds, which... If there's a horde, sort of, if you also have um, a dwarf with you, he can also have big two-handed weapons. So the two of you will just sort of go through the through the group of people, sort of like there's no tomorrow with that buff. Um, increased power, you know, you're going to be doing more damage, and if you also have the more the merrier, that's going to be a lot more damage. That's going to be what twenty five percent more damage for six seconds. Um, so you know, it ten percent more damage. 10% from yeah. the Reichland Reaper, then another 15% from the more the merrier. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Okay, yeah, yes. so if you have those two, then there's going to be a lot of synergy between them with that. And then again, Blade Barrier, sort of with um, Desperate Defiance and Blade Barrier, that's 50% less damage, sort of if you're below 50%. Right, and that's kind of what I was going to suggest too. If you put Desperate Defiance and Blade Barrier together, that's 50% less damage. That's probably the way I would go personally, just because you want to really be a tank for your team and take yeah. a lot of that damage. Well, sort of, the, all, all of those abilities are pretty good, in my opinion. I would agree, for sure. Um, but then moving on to level 20. Yeah, we got For the Empire, Critical Hits, Grant Temporary Health. We have Soldier Spirit, Kills Grant Temporary Health. 
And the harder they fall when bosses die, gain health. I mean, for me, I think it has to be for the Empire in this one because you really want to get that crit up and you got to think, okay, what are you going to do to get temporary health? I, I would say it's either this or the Soldier's Spirit where you're going to kill some grunts. Well, I, I guess it depends how much temporary health they give because if Soldier's Spirit like gives only a tiny bit, then you're going to lose that probably quite quickly anyway. Sort of. Whereas if the critical hit sort of damage gives you more health, then you know that's going to be a lot more useful. Right. Um, the, I would the, say the worst one is probably the harder they fall because you're not going to face that many bosses where it's really going to affect you that much. I suppose not, no. But sort of, if you're doing, I can see it being useful at least for sort of the final levels of each act when you are going to be facing these big bosses. Um, and I, I don't know if you've had it, but you might get to the point where you beat the boss in a mission and then you're just trying to get to sort of the exit of the mission, but then you die on the way and you fail, even though you've basically completed the mission. I can see it being useful in, in those situations to stop you from instantly getting killed by trash afterwards. Yeah, that's true. Or if you're using like the grimoires and things like that that actually reduce your health, it could help in those yeah. situations too. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. Um, and then but, on to level yeah, 25. Yeah, level 25, so... You want to take this one? Sure. Um... So you start off with Gabler, that reduces cooldown of morale boost by 30%, or you can take Inspirational, which increases the temporary health gain from morale boost, and On Your Feet Mates, which morale boost also revives knockdown allies. Now, personally, I think On Your Feet Mates is probably the most useful, because, you know, again, I gave the example of when I was stuck in the corner and all my friends were down, not only would I have got out of that situation, but it also would have got all my friends up. No, I agree. And I think that's clearly the choice for this, you know, level 25 talent, because yeah. being able to revive your talent, your teammates with him, that's amazing because he's already going to be taking all the hits anyways. And if your teammates go down, you can just pop that and revive them. And if you're in a situation where you just don't have time to revive someone, you know, you can just pop this and there you go. Which does happen a lot where you don't have time. <laughs> But that's pretty much everything with the mercenary. Sort of that's all his talents, sort of his weapons he can use, and sort of what you want to be using, and his sort of passives and all. Yeah, and overall, I think the mercenary is definitely a good class. Like, I think it's a good class for anyone that's just jumping into the game to try, you know, Marcus on the mercenary because I think you're really gonna like that class if you're first jumping into the game. Absolutely. So sort of, I, I can I can see it having a place probably late game as well, sort of with some of those later talents. Definitely. But as we move on to the Huntsman, that one you unlock at level 7. Personally, I'm not as much of a fan of this one. I don't know about you. Um, well, I have literally just unlocked it, so I haven't really had a chance to play him in a mission yet. I've tested out sort of some of his mechanics, sort of just in, in the hub. But um, it, sort of this, you got to choose... He fills out a role, a role where he's competing with Kerrigan and... And the dwarf, uh, Barden, or whatever his name is. Um, Corellian Barden, but yes. <laughs> that one. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking StarCraft. Um, but So he's competing directly with those roles then. And, you know, Barden, you, whatever his name is, he drops you more ammo. And the Huntsman, what he does is whenever you get a headshot, you get one ammo back. Which... I just find sort of the dropping ammo more useful because then it's also there for your teammates to use as well. Um, and I, I I just think that he's not quite as good in that role 
as other classes are. Right, and you mentioned one of his passive abilities, the ranged headshots recover one ammo. Um, his other two really fast are critical strike, chance aura, no range damage drop off. And honestly, like kind of like you were getting at a little bit with the you know, headshots getting you one ammo back. I think it's definitely a more difficult class to play because you really have to hit those headshots in order for this class to be worth it. Yeah. Um, so sort of he, he he sort of he has some special weapons that he can use that other classes can't, and he he can use bows, which I I can see this being slightly more useful with bows than his normal gun sort of thing because those can have sort of a higher output of shots, which you're going to miss more. So you're not really going to get much of that ammunition back, and you're going to waste more than you get back. Um, right, I would agree with that for sure. So I, you know, he he does have some some good talents and all, um, and I'm sure you can quite easily build him to be sort of definitely competitive. But I just think there's better classes for the role. Yeah, I would agree. And we didn't mention his career skill though, but his career skill is he can disappear from a site for a brief period of time, allowing for ambushes. So basically, it makes him like sort of invisible or stealthy for a little bit of time and that's what his career skill is as for talents at level five you start you've got keep them coming so that increases reload speed by 20 percent on target reduces weapon spread by 25 percent and outdoorsman which grants an extra stamina shield um, personally i think keep him coming is most useful sort of with that reload speed uh, as Kruger, he has some quite slow weapons with reloading, so sort of it helps fix that. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would kind of agree with that because you're not really going to need the extra stamina shield as much with this class. If it was like the mercenary class, then okay, but yeah. with this class, you're not really going to need that as much. And I would say the on-target one, I could see some use for that just because the ranged weapon spread, if you take down that spread, you can get those headshots more. So yeah, I could see some use for yeah. that. I, I suppose that does somewhat combat what I was saying about missing more than hitting. Right. So I, 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 now, now that you say it, yeah, I, I can see that being useful. The outdoorsman with the stamina, though, I can't see that one that much because it's just not really what this class is for. Yeah, it, uh, I'm just not sure if it fits in with the rest of the class. Right, I agree. But we can go to level 10 talents. What is probably the best one you'd say out of level 10 talents? Um, level 10 talents. So you have Scavenger. When bosses are killed, Marcus gains 30% of his maximum ammo. Make and bleed. Critical hits cause enemies to take increased damage. And hands off, which means enemies that grab or pounce Marcus take double damage. I'd probably say Scavenger, sort of getting that ammo back. Sort of when you're fighting bosses, uh, you'll probably have a ammo box just before. Sometimes you'll have one after as well, uh, but, you know, not always. So, and generally you're also going to be putting a lot of ammo into a boss due to them having a lot of health. Um, with this version of Kruger being focused on range, you're going to be using a lot of that. So sort of being able to get back this ammo, sort of that's going to be really useful. No, I would agree with that for sure. And I think for me, I would probably pick Make Him Bleed just because... I think it goes well with the on-target that I like. You know, you're going to hit yeah. those critical hits, and you're going to do some more damage to them and hopefully get that one ammo back by getting a headshot. So I think for me, that's probably what I would pick. So I would probably go on-target and make them bleed for the first two. Mm -hmm. And then level 15? Yeah, so level 15, um, decent ones in here. I think the Tall's Blessing is kind of nice just because you recover two ammo from scoring headshots. So at least if you're scoring headshots already and... 
you know, you're proficient at that, you can actually get two ammo. So basically for every shot, you're going to get two ammo back. So you're actually gaining ammo every time you hit a headshot. So I think with the sort of class that I'm like starting to build already, I think that's probably what I pick just because you're going to actually gain ammo at that point. Yeah, sort of get, getting back two ammo rather than one, you know, that that also lets you miss one and still and then hit one headshot and still sort of go equal with the ammo you so I completely agree there. Right, true. I didn't even think about that point, but it actually gives you, you know, a chance to miss some and, you know, not have to worry about it as much because you gain extra ammo. So, And if you're not missing, then you're just replenishing ammo. So, Exactly. I mean, you could get to a point where you're full on ammo and you just stay full on ammo the whole game. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure I'd imagine in those situations sort of, he can be quite good because whilst he, he is competing with the others who can provide ammo to the rest of um, the rest of the party as well. He, he's got quite a sustainable ammo count if you get to Tal's Blessing and that double ammo. Right. No, I think Tal's Blessing is probably the way to go. I mean, I will mention very, very fast that making it look easy is a kind of runner-up because it does um, give you 10% increased crit chance if you hit a headshot, but I think the Tal's Blessing is better in this situation. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um... And then level 20, it's the same talents as for the mercenary, all of that. Um, critical hits, um, probably going to be useful again. Kills, also potentially useful. You might yeah. not be killing as many due to the fact that sort of ammo limitations, you'll want to conserve it. So I'd imagine that the critical hits are more useful here. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would say for the Empire, which is the critical hit one, because in this case, you're going to be shooting a lot more. So you want those critical hits and you're not going to be, you know doing a lot of DPS, like you said, in the first class. Exactly, yeah. But level 25, what would you say is your top one for level 25 out of the three? Um, well, sort of, there's cooldown, which is always useful, useful rather, being able to do it more. That's always nice. Um, the 20% power increase is nice, sort of, because you can get sort of that, that sort of out-of-nowhere attack where you might be able to just down one enemy sort of straight away, sort of maybe a tougher enemy with your first shot sort of thing um and then there's recovering full health every second which is probably in my opinion the most useful just because you know you've got that health regen which most classes don't have and it can sort of reduce the need for healing items see in this case i would probably disagree personally only because with this class you're not going to be doing as much of the upfront fighting so you're not going to need the health as much i would think unless you're you know playing the class wrong so for me, I would probably pick I'm Coming For You, which is going to give you the 20% power increase because that's going to give you more when you hit with your you know, arrow shots or your gunshots. So that's probably what I would pick. Yeah, sort of, again, it's one of those situations where they're all pretty solid sort of choices. Right. Yeah, I mean, anyway, you go with those, you know, it's not going to be that bad, but I think you can build a really good class there, you know, as like sort of an archer that is going to deal some crit damage. And if you're really good at headshots, this might be a class for you, but... If you're not good at getting headshots, I would probably go with one of the other two classes just because if you can't get the headshots with this class, this class doesn't work very well. Yeah, but that's pretty much everything for the for the Huntsman. You know, he, he's the ranged DPS, but I, I think sort of he just doesn't quite fit the whole feel of Kruger. Right, I agree. I think the one that does fit the feel of Kruger for sure is the Foot Knight, which that's the last class for him, and that one you get at level 12. Do you want to tell people what their passive abilities are for this one? So, 
the, the Foot Knight, he's going to be your proper tank tank. Um, so he has a damage resistance aura, which sort of plays into that. You know, you're going to be taking a lot less damage. And then you have increased stamina, again, or you can block more and reduce damage damage take yourself so it's sort of just you're going to be taking so much less damage right and i think you know like you said this is you know your best tank out of the three this is the one that's going to be even more so than the mercenary you know at the front line he's going to be just you know taking all those hits just controlling the crowd completely he's going to be your front line guy all the time and he's going to try and take all the damage for you and even his career skill basically lends itself to that too because his career skill is valiant charge which what this does is it charges forward, slamming into enemies and pushing them forward. So basically, if you see a horde coming, you can just use Valiant Charge, you know, charge into that horde and take them out. I believe this is the one that you use in the prologue because you dash across the bridge um, and sort of testing that even in that one instance, sort of it can be really powerful. And then I've seen some videos of people sort of dashing from half halfway across the map, just straight into a horde and stunning them all and all of that. So sort of that that's can be a really useful opener sort of career skill, whereas his others seem to be more um, sort of why well, say the others the one for the mercenary is a more defensive sort of skill. No, I agree, and I think kind of like you said with you know people using this, like I've seen a lot of people use this as well, and I think it works really good if you just have a horde coming at you, just you know use this skill, take out that horde, and. You might not take out all of them, but still, I mean, I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. But moving on to his talent, sort of at uh, level five, you've got Bulwark. So sort of that's increases effective block and push angle. So you're going to be able to block more of them. Uh, you have increased health by 25% and increased attack speed by 5%. Um, in my opinion, sort of going full on into the blocking, sort of with the first one in sort of being able to block more, all of that's pretty useful. Sort of that's, in my opinion, the most useful. And then you also have the increased health, which is also pretty good. Attack speed, I'm I'm not sure if it's as useful with this class. I I would go with one of the first two. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would kind of agree. I would go with the bulwark, which is the block and push angle, because mm -hmm. with this guy, you really want to you know control where the crowd is going. You want to make sure it's not getting behind you. You want to make sure it's not attacking your teammates that are you know, less equipped to deal with that. So I would say the Bulwark is the best one for this one. Yeah. Level 10, um, reviving party members gives them 50% damage reduction, gain uninterruptible attacks, and successful charged attacks give 40% increased stamina regen for two seconds. So I would probably go with either regroup or build momentum, so that's the reviving or the successful charge, just because the revive, if you've just been sort of picked up, and if, if you're still surrounded by things, then you can quite easily go back down. That helps combat that, and it gives you more time to sort of potentially find a healing item to keep you up. Right, I would agree with that for sure. I would say regroup as well, because with regroup, I mean, if for some reason your teammates go down, even though you are controlling the crowd, that at least gives them a chance to get back in the fight and help you out. So I think regroup is the best one for sure. Yeah, but level fifteen. What would you pick as your top skill for top talent? Sorry, for level fifteen. Level fifteen, probably go with the extra stamina shield. Sort of again, it's going into this blocking. You're going to be in the front. 
you're going to be blocking a lot if you have the increased block angle sort of more things are going to be hitting you as well so always having that extra block is useful yeah definitely i'm with you there as well so you know for me so far i'm going right down the front of the list like i'm going down right the first one every time yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean i think these yeah. are the best ones like the battle drill with that extra stamina shield that's going to be very useful for this class even using a sword and shield on the mercenary, sort of having that extra block was nice because I found points where I was blocking sort of bosses or uh, and I still had stamina left after I took a hit. So sort of ha just having more and more stamina means that you can just tank these bosses as well. Right. Which, speaking of the bosses, at level 20, we have the same talents as the other classes. So you can either choose, you know, the killing, uh, doing the kills, sorry, or the boss kills or the critical hits? Which one would you say is the best for this class? For this class, uh, I'll go with same as Mercenary with the kills grant temporary health. You're going to be in the thick of it. You're going to have lots of things in your face, lots of things trying to hit you. Um, so sort of having that constant inflow of health, sort of influx of health, that's going to be really useful. Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, we're right on the same page this whole way with this one because <laughs> the kills here, I mean, you're going to be actually trying to control the entire crowd and while you're doing that you're obviously gonna be getting a lot of kills so if you can kill some people and get health back for it then you can just keep doing your job even more because your job is basically to control that front line and you know get kills protect your teammates so if you're killing people and also getting health back while you're doing that you can just keep doing your job even more yeah and then lastly at level 25 it's sort of the first one's the same with reduced cooldown of 30%. Um, the second one, you give 25% power for 10 seconds. And then lastly, 100% reduction to stamina block cost for 10 seconds, which in my opinion is my favorite because you just have three blocks for 10 seconds. So you can just charge into a massive group, have them all in front of you with your increased block angle, sort of take all of these hits and take like basically no damage and you're going to block them all, and you'll still potentially be able to be dealing back damage as and all your friends are behind you, sort of attacking them as well. Yeah, and once again, we're in agreement because I think that's perfect as well. I mean, those free blocks, like you said, is going to be huge for this class because if you're building it the way we built it, then basically you're going to have a you know push and shove machine that can take out like anything and protect your team, and that's kind of what you want with this class. I mean, the Foot Knight is designed to. Just be that, you know, frontline battle person that is going to protect your team while they take out, you know, the specials and things like that that are around you. Yeah. And I, I suppose you could build it for sort of for attack as well. You're going to have sort of a good amount of uh, sort of blocks anyway. But you I, you could build it for attack if you wanted. But in my opinion, sort of it, it, he really shines with the defense. Right. I agree. I, I think he's really defense based. I would say the mercenary is more the attack base per se, and then the archery, you know, kind of class with the huntsman. I would say that's your, you know, range class. So he's basically got the wide variety here of his different classes. But personally, which one would you pick as your top class? Personally, I, I really enjoy mercenary and just being able to sort of take these big two-handed weapons and cleave through hordes. So I'll, I'll probably go with mercenary. 
See, for me, I would go a little bit different. I would go with the foot knight because I just like to be able to, you know, protect my team like that and feel like I'm really contributing and making sure they're all safe. So I would like to play that defensive style a little bit and just make sure, hey, you know, keep away from my team, keep away from my team and just let them, you know, actually do their jobs by protecting them. Yeah, no, it's definitely a close one. They're they're both solid classes. I mean, I think we both kind of agree that the Huntsman is probably the class you don't want to play unless you're you know, a really good archer, and you can hit those headshots all the time. I mean, if that's what you want to play, you know, don't let us stop you. That's just Yeah, definitely. Opinions. I mean, I just think there's other characters that are better suited to do that playstyle, so. Yeah, but that's... I mean, yeah. that's basically, you know, Kruber in a nutshell. I think that's, you know, it's all his talents, all his classes, and I think... For me, I would rank the foot knight first. I would think, you know, you'd rank the mercenary first, but then we'd probably have the huntsman number three for both of us. Yeah, I, I mean, I think those sort of foot knight and mercenary, they're pretty on par. They're both they're both great and both appropriate in dif- different situations. Definitely, I agree. But that's basically all we have for, you know, talking about Marcus Gruber. I think we talked about him pretty well and, you know, gave you some tips on how to use him and what is you know sort of the best builds for him so i hope you enjoyed this if you did enjoy this then let us know and let us know that you want to hear more about these vermintide 2 talks and we can actually get into some other characters you know if you want to hear more about other characters we can get into the next time or we can get into barden or we can talk about the other characters but just let us know that you want to hear more about them i mean i suppose sort of you're welcome to come into the discord and sort of if enough people ask for a certain class next then we'll jump on that sooner definitely yeah i mean the discord will be in the show notes so just check the show notes and you will have a discord link there if you want to find some other ways to contact me then you can contact me via email theblazeexperience at gmail.com you can contact me on twitter at Blaze Experience, which is capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X, capital P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, and my gamer tag is the exact same thing, Blaze Experience. If people want to contact you, how can they do so, money? Well, they can, you know, I'm in the Discord. I'm, I'm always there. They can grab me there, or they can find me on Xbox uh, with De Epic Duck. No capitals, spaces with between each word you are definitely in the discord and speaking of that you know you will be kind of helping out in my absence uh, next weekend so you know if you guys have any questions or anything like that while i'm gone next weekend you can contact Monty. he will be in there as well as unkteo he will be my other mod in there so they will be kind of helping out when i'm gone next weekend but like i said at the top of the episode there will be no change in content schedule. We will still have the State of Decay episode on Saturday. I'm just going to schedule it for release before I actually um, take the couple of days off. So it'll be scheduled for release and it'll still drop on Saturday no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, thank you for you know covering my absence, Monty. I'm going to appreciate you doing that for me. Of course. Once again, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I appreciate you coming on again. And it, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully people like this Vermintide and we can talk some more about it. I, I look forward to it. If you don't know how to find the podcast yet, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, you can do so on Google Play, you can do so on Acast, Blueberry, Podbean, Radio Public, and many other directories. So just, you know, go find us in one of those directories. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and we would really appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening to The Lazy Experience. (laughs) 